This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your hosts, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer Gabrielle Tyak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And yes, welcome to the Glow Show, Joy 94.9. And uh, of course, it's always joined by Gabby, but tonight uh, she's not joining me in the studio. She is away, but tonight we have Jen Dixon in, which is uh, pretty much Gabby's boss. Jen, where is Gabby at the moment? She's in Canada. Well, she's on her way to Canada at the moment, actually. She's going to an LGBTI policing conference in Toronto. Um, And she's being joined by a number of our, our colleagues from Victoria Police and police from all around the world talking about LGBTI policing and sharing information, ideas, and it's really fantastic. I'm super jealous. I'm stuck here in Melbourne, so Having a little bit of a get-together and finding out what they do around the world and yeah, absolutely. let them know what we're doing around the world. In 100%. It's, um, th- th- this is the second iteration of this particular conference. The last one was in, in Amsterdam, Amsterdam, I should say. I'm off to Amsterdam in July. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to Fiji in July. So Are there's really? that. Yeah, I'm finally going on holiday, holiday myself. Um, but no, look, there are great um, opportunities for um, policing jurisdictions around the world to share their stories around um, particularly no police in pride at the moment is a very prominent feature. And as everybody would know, well, most people would know, there's been a lot of contention around police um, marching at um, Canadian Pride marches. So they were actually banned in, in Toronto from marching. So there's a lot of stuff happening in that space. So they're really keen to understand how um, policing jurisdictions like ours here in Victoria, which I think personally is just fantastic, um, you know, how we build have built our relationship and our trust with community. So, yeah. yeah. And we have a glow show. Absolutely. Well, we all get together and talk about the issues and uh, some of the challenges that you've all been facing. Now, before we go any further with some news and... Um, reviews, I should say. Uh, we have a guest in tonight, which is Ro Allen, who is Commissioner of Gender and Sexuality. Ro, oh, welcome. Thanks for having me, Will. Welcome. Yeah, lovely to be here. This is the first time you've been on the show with me, I think well, it is. Well, certainly not the first time in Joy, but certainly with you, Will, so looking forward to that. No, tremendous. Now, uh, we've had a little bit of news around the place with uh, the MCC. With uh, something on YouTube, I don't know too much about it. Are you able to fill us in? Yeah, look, there's been a couple of incidents that have obviously occurred across the community in the last in the last month or so. Um, yeah. There's a th- you know there's a couple of things that we can talk about, and some things that are still under investigation. So, I think Gabby has been quite forthcoming with um, what we discuss here on on Joy, and yeah. um, look, we you know talk about whatever we can to the extent that it doesn't impede. In, in with any investigation. Um, but I have some really, you know, I guess in terms of the MCC church incident, um, that was a really fantastic... Now, just, I know zero about this. So MCC, sure. we're not talking about Melbourne Cricket Club, or are we talking about... No, 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 no. Yeah, because I come from Acronym City. Yeah. Um, so it stands for Melbourne Community Church. Okay. Um, and they're based in Hawthorne. Yeah, and Hawthorne. so they're an LGBTIQ church that's sort of come, again, out of America. It's a national uh, denomination, and it's primarily LGBTIQ and allies. 
Excellent. Okay. And what's been the problem? Well, there was an incident uh, from a prominent community member from a specific um, group Mm -hmm. um, about three weeks ago, I think it was, right? Yeah. Let's just say he he turned up but not to worship. Yes. Okay. So he wasn't too friendly towards us, in other words. No. No. He was there to disrupt proceedings. Ooh. Yeah. So that was all caught on YouTube. Right. Um, And it was actually really distressing to watch that content. Mm. I'd certainly, uh, it's it's down now, which Mm. is terrific, but I was recommending to everybody not to watch it. Mm. A, because it gives him the the click view numbers, but also because it's certainly very distressing. Yeah. And I can also say that, you know, this is absolutely where the police got it right. You know, they were fantastic on scene and uh, they were supportive. And the following Sunday we had Gabby come. I went to church. Gabby went to church. Yep. We're more police in church than parishioners. (laughs) 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 I got to say, it was, um, and when someone accidentally sat on glass up the back and everybody turned around, he just said, sorry. It was, uh, <laughs> it was quite the thing. You know, it, it was just, it was really good to show of support local superintendents and, you know, and they didn't just go to the MCC church. That church had a uniting church congregation in the morning. It had a multicultural Chinese congregation that the ch- they went to in the afternoon and then to, you know, the LGBTIQ plus service night because it's also about the space, not mm. just the congregation but mm. making sure that everybody that uses that space feels safe. And, uh, you know, it's been terrific feedback, absolutely terrific feedback from the community. We also, um, from a Victorian government's perspective, we put some trauma counselling and debriefing in there, and that's been uh, really, really positive too. So great yeah. thank you emails today, which I'll put in my pile of thank you things. When I have bad days, I look at that pile of <laughs> thank you commissioner emails and it'll go into the top of that pile. No, yeah. that's beautiful stuff. Now, obviously, this is still... Um, more more investigations are underway yeah, with this. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so obviously this bloke, uh, whoever he is, he's um, going to be lent on a little bit more, I imagine. Yeah, look, I mean, in, in terms of um, the actual, you know, incident itself, I mean, I, it's it's not uncommon for our community, unfortunately, over the past, you know, 30, 40 years, even further than that, to experience, yeah. um, you know, uh, um, to be targeted by discriminative speech, um, you know, prejudice motivated crime, um, unfortunately, it happened in a space where um, it was, you know, it was Mother's Day and they were all meeting to, you know, share worship together. And um, so it was a really unfortunate incident. So it is being looked at by, by Victoria Police. And I can say um, as the LGBTI portfolio manager that our response was really good. Um, we hooked them in with the local um, LGBTI liaison officers, the GLOWs. Um, and I've obviously been following it as well. So I'm, you know, as just as Rose said, it's been a really positive experience in terms of the community's interaction between um, uh, LGBTI, you know, um, people of faith and also police. And who knew there was a law against interrupting a worship service of any type, Christian, Muslim in mm. Victoria? How good is that? Yeah, wow. I certainly didn't. And I in fact, know. I don't think a few people did actually. <laughs> so it's a, it's kind of teaching us something new. Yeah. Interesting stuff. You're on the Glow Show, Joy 94.9. And on tonight I am joined by Jen Dixon, who is the LGBTI portfolio manager for the Victorian Police, filling in for Gabby while she's... Uh, Visiting lots of Canadian and world police in Calgary or Toronto? Toronto. In Toronto. So, Toronto. So, yeah, so um, she's there. And we're also joined by Ro Allen, the Commissioner of Gender and Sexuality. Now, it's interesting that we were talking about experiences uh, and nasty experiences, and it's fact of life. Uh, we, we, you and I have had a, a bit of a discussion about this at times where we have issues in the workplace uh, from people. The workplace is a big 
community in itself. So the community having problems, it's life. It's there. Now, the Victorian Police, which I am really happy to say, and I was uh, involved in the launch of it a few weeks ago, was the Varioc Report. And Correct. that came out. So this, I'd love to talk a little bit about that tonight. But first of all, just to kick it off, what is the Varioc Report? So, well, Varioc, for, just to start off, to mm-hmm. go back a step, bring back to the acronym, Acronymville, um, is the Victorian acronyms. Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission. Yep. Um, so we've actually been working with them quite closely since 2015. Um, and we looked at uh, the very first report was looking into um, sexual discrimination and predatory behaviour within Victoria Police. Um, and I think that um, was quite a groundbreaking piece of work for a policing jurisdiction, in fact, for any organisation or agency at the time. And it was, um, you know, it was a real eye no, I'm sure for people in the agency, it probably wasn't as surprising, um, but it was very, um, it was very surprising to people externally um, the extent of which people, particularly women, had faced discrimination um, in the workplace. So um, again, that was a piece that we commissioned. Ken Lay, the former commissioner, um, chief commissioner, commissioned. So the latest report that came out during Ida Hobber, and and Roy will be able to speak with us mm-hmm. as well was actually phase three of the Varioc review. And this specifically looks at LGBTI members in the workplace and their experience of trauma and harm. Um, There's some positives that have come out of the report, which is fantastic, but it does demonstrate that we have a long way to go in terms of what we, how we need to approach um, workplace trauma and harm. Um, There's a series of findings um, that have been put forward by Varioc. So basically the way in which we've been responding to these recommendations um, is that we have our own very department in within Victoria Police um, and obviously the, the Chief Commissioner Graham Ashton has publicly re- released this document um, on Ida Hobbit Day which is fantastic and committed to acquit all of the recommendations so there's um, a raft of things that we need to look at um, it goes through around uh, six or seven different kinds of um, themes um, relating from workplace culture to um, uh, harm training um, policies and things like that so a lot of self-examination that needs to take place um, some of the stories that were included, it's very narrative driven. Um, you know, they're really quite damning. Uh, it's very, very emotional to read some of those stories. Um, you would hope that a lot of them occurred a long time ago, although some of them actually, you know, were quite current. So it's, um, it's a, it's a bit of an eye-opener for people that aren't familiar with this space. Um, and for all the LGBTI members and allies that, um, you know, provided their insights into the report. Um, I think it's a huge relief to be able to share that information and and start to work with the organisation more closely. Now, Ro, what was your involvement in the Varioc report with the Victorian Police? Well, I, you know, I often get credit for these things and often I turn up at the launch of them, really. Um, <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's an excellent piece of work. This is, this, this, as Jen said, this was commissioned by the Victorian Police. I didn't ask them to do it, you know. I wasn't around until, you know, late into the, the process in this. But they got so much out of the, the first report around gender inequality in the workplace. Uh, this was an obvious one because we were already hearing the stories of LGBTI uh Police officers, and um, and we know those stories. You know, people have left the force in droves, uh, and and I think it's really important because you can't actually do the work until you can identify the problem. You know, and we had anecdotal stories. We had, you know, you know, we didn't have the data, mm-hmm. and we should be able to respond to anything. But it's much easier as government and government agencies mm-hmm. like the police to say, well, here's the evidence. Yeah, this is indisputable evidence that LGBTI 
community members within the police are not feeling comfortable, they're not their authentic selves, they're not out at minimum, and then worse, they're bullied and harassed um, to the point of, of there was um, you know, a mention of a suicide mm-hmm. um, as well. So, you know, there's the whole spectrum in there, but it says, just like the other reports, you know, we, we can do better. The police can do better. And I, and I think of, you know, the launch. Graham Ashton did not shy away from this at all, you know, and uh, the story he told, which is Stay With Me, and he's got he showed great leadership in this space. Is you know if he was talking to a young LGBTIQ person, what would make them want to read that report and then come into the police force? And you know his response to that question is, well, we're an organisation that's looking internally at our own issues. You know, mm-hmm. we're actually doing something about it. But you could take the word police out of it, and you could put a whole lot of other institutions and organisations. You know insert word here uh, and the police are at least saying we have a problem we need to do something about it and I'm launching it yeah. not the assistant commissioner not the minister for police I'm launching it my responsibility I'm where the butt stops and 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 this is what we're going to do about it and we're going to follow the recommendations you're on the glow show join 94.9 with Jen and Will and we have Ro Allen commissioner of gender and sexuality in the studio tonight and we're talking uh, more about the Vera report when we return you're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. You're on Joy 94.9 with Will and Jen on The Glow Show. And welcome back. We are... Oh, yeah, we got. We have Ro Allen, uh, Commissioner of Gender and Sexuality, yeah, in me. the studio tonight. Go, Will. <laughs> I uh, normally Gabby does this for me, so um, yeah, I've, I'm a bit You've lost. You've got me tonight. We've got you tonight. Yeah, we, we're training you up. You're you our, are. You are. You're our radio apprentice. Whilst we miss Gabby, you know, I'm, I'm trying to outshine her a little bit. You know, yes. I'll, I'll try. You'll I'll try, try my hardest. Oh, you do. <laughs> Good you luck. know, she'll listen to. The I'll podcast. get into trouble for that. <laughs> Sorry, Gab. Now, look. Um, We've really got to get into and talk about this Varioc report a little bit more. It's extremely fascinating. I also think it's brilliant. I'm very thankful that the Victorian Police has done this report and it is supported by the Victorian government. Now, uh, quickly, how, how's the report done? Is it, I know it's a silly question, but does somebody run around asking everybody stories or is there confidential surveys that go to all the employees? Oh, how's, it was, it was how's it all put across, together? Yeah, it was done across a number of, um, of, of levels. So yep. there was some independent interviews that were taken um, to that took place between um, many different members across the organisation. Um, so very um, independently um, interviewed those people. Um, there was an online survey that was done. Um, so it was done across a number of different um, platforms and we had a, a really good response um, to the surveys and to the interviews. And so um, for everybody that contributed, it's incredible to have their stories shared and it would have been very, I guess, triggering and quite testing to provide some of the information that they did. Um, you know, for me personally, I was part of the um, the interview process and, and part of the um, um, assisting with the survey, and, and um, I can say that as an LGBTI member, it's you know it's, it was very it was enlightening to be part of that. So um, so yeah, there was a number of platforms that mm-hmm. they that they um, interviewed um, and researched through, yep. and so yeah, it was it was an overwhelming response. Now, basically, a question to both of you: What was some of the the findings in the report. Let's not get into the nitty gritty of it. Where where are some problem areas? Were you surprised with some of the findings? Well, I guess I'll throw that one to Ro because for me as a police member, um, mm. 
I wasn't too surprised by some of the findings. I mean, there wasn't anything that made me really shocked because I'm so entrenched in the organisation. So I guess as, a, as an LGBTI, um, a senior LGBTI leader, um, what was the points for you that really stood out that oh, might have been shocking? What, what jumped out to me is I really wanted to know what year we were talking about. Absolutely. You know, for me, it was like, this is last year, I'm horrified. I, mean, I should be horrified whether it was in the 80s, 90s or now. But if, you know, things like, quotes like, you know, I would take all you know, expletives, meaning homosexuals, but another term, out the back and shoot them, you know, is last year, that's absolutely horrific. Yeah. And those people should be drummed out of the police force. You know, if it's back in the 80s, maybe those people aren't in the police force now, you know, because that culture is unacceptable and, you know, viewed on you know, very strongly is very um, derogatory and, and, and then it would require disciplinary action. So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 that's what jumped out at me. The stories about, wow, that is absolutely in your face and horrific. What also jumped out to me was how brave, first it was the police to do the investigation mm. and to be so under the microscope and uh, how detailed the this case studies and stories were, which means the whole very up process must have been re- incredibly safe and inclusive and we've obviously got something to learn about complete independence and, you know, really drilling down and getting the stories. And not just from police that are in the force, but police who've left the force, you know, those sorts of stories as well. So past police members have contributed to this report? Too. I believe so. Okay. Um, and I just think, I, I just think they're that's really a healing process, you know, and it's for those, for a lot of the officers in there and, and people who work in the police force, they may not, in their time, they may not see the changes, they may not be in the force anymore, they may have already left, but, you know, to be able to get it out, document it, uh, and, um, and and recommendations drawn out of it, which, you know, are kind of self-evident, I suppose. Mm, yeah. And Jen, you've got it there in front of you. But, mm. you know, those recommendations can be acted on. And I, and I think that, you know, if you've gone through something horrific, if you can turn that around as part of your healing and see a productive side that you have an avenue to tell your story and people can learn from that. Because, uh, look, a lot, of, a lot of senior people, whether it's police or managing any, any area, Unless you've had the discrimination yourself, mm. you don't really understand yep. what it is. You can read it. It's helpful. When people tell you the stories and you hear the stories, you can actually, you know, ha- hopefully get some empathy about it and manage accordingly. And I think that really goes back to the title of, of the of the piece of work, which is Proud, Visible and Safe. That's and it. Ray's exactly right. Like For people that aren't in the LGBTI community or even allies that have never had that experience before, you don't know what you don't see. If you don't have a voice, if you're not visible, if you don't have... If people aren't aware and I mean, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people that have looked, looked at the report, police members and go, oh my God, I can't believe this happened in my organisation. Um, I've never seen or experienced this. This would be really shocking for them as well. Um, so just having that voice in, in this and having it as a really strong narrative led piece, I think the Veriot team have done a fantastic job. Um, and again, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's very brave. Um, you know, incredibly proud to have a chief commissioner like Graham Ashton that, you know, not only came out in support of marriage equality during a campaign that was highly political, um, but also to, to commission a piece like this. Um, and yeah, we've got a long way to go and we're not shying away from that at all. Um, but it's now evident we don't, we can't fix what we can't see. And our recording mechanisms, as it says in the paper, um, we don't know how many people have been harmed by um, workplace harm and harassment and trauma and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So now that we've got it documented, we can say, okay, we need to change our mechanisms, we need to change our policies, we need to look at how we report on workplace harm. So it's an incredibly powerful piece. And for me, for me as somebody that watches young people coming into the academy 
you know, we go out to applicant, applicant attraction um, type events and look at people that are wanting to come in. And there's a huge LGBTI young people population that are trying to get into the police force, which is really exciting. And and I hope that when they read this piece and when they see things like this come out, that they understand that this is us working to improve the organisation. Um, it's it's meant to be in a, a positive way um, because we do have so many young people knocking on the door saying, hey, we want to be police and we want them to come in. You're on the Glow Show, join 94.9 with Will and Jen, who is filling in for Gabby, and we have Ro Allen, Commissioner of Gender and Sexuality, in the studio tonight. We're talking about the Varioc report that has just uh, been released from the Victorian Police. Now, it, we were just talking before about some of the horrific findings. Um, uh, uh, first of all, I, I like the honesty, uh, and I like the fact that this report's been done. Uh, so when this all came out and some of this information first came out, I... I'm not going to say copped, but I got some feedback, you know, saying, you know, police, they're all the same, yada, yada, yada. And it was just like my, my opinion of the whole thing was, first of all, I'm very thankful of the honesty. I'm very thankful that the report has been um, done. But it's a real reflection on the community because the Victorian police is a, a form of community, but there are communities everywhere in, in the greater community of Australia. And and as most people know, I work for an airline, and this particular airline is LGBTI, very proactive. In fact, all the airlines in Australia are LGBTI, LGBTI proactive. But the fact of the matter is, if this report was to be filtered through my airlines, all the airlines within the Australian aviation industry, I can ensure, from my personal experiences, I can ensure you, all the listeners out there, I think the findings, sadly, will be the same. But the fact that you're doing the report uh, that you are being honest and you're putting your hand up is a real big tick and that's what I think needs to be positive out of it. So I'd like to thank you both uh, for doing that. Well, I mean, I might just add to that that we're lucky that we've got – we live in a in a, a state mm. where we have um, people such as Roe in a position um, of gender and sexuality commissioner. I mean, I don't think that there's ever been a gender and sexuality commissioner anywhere else. No, no, I'm the first. The first one. And so we have that – we have people in a senior commissioner role mm. outside of the organisation as well working with Victoria Police, um, helping to influence change. So, I mean, I, a lot of thanks goes to Roe and her team for, for all of the influence that takes shape – outside as well in other government agencies um, and policing and you know the whole of government is just a broader it's just a microcosm of society I mean there's 20,000 exactly. Victoria police yeah um, uncover you know any other agency and I'm sure that you'd see very it similar things identical yes we've got a long way to go mm. um, but nevertheless you know it's not an indictment on the Victoria police they are not a group of individuals who uh, particularly high in the nastiness in that area, you know, it's reality across the board. And, and that was that was my first feeling. Now, obviously, you know, we've had some negative and we will get to where to now with that sort of stuff, but was there any positives that come out of it or can you compare it to some of the reports done in the past and we're seeing positives? Well, I think the positives that have come out of the report is the fact that the, Graham Ashton, the Chief Commissioner, launched it and made a real commitment to working on the issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a complete supporter of working inside organisations to improve them, not just banging on the door outside and telling them how bad they are, you know. So I'm on record and saying I'm absolute supporter and will always be and continue to be Victorian police marching 
in Pride um, and I'll march in front of them with them and behind them because, you know, we are a community that uh, don't report the discrimination we experience. We have to see our police force, okay, as a work in progress, but a safe place to come to report the discrimination, to access them if we're, uh, we're struggling with family violence issues. We have every right to expect that of the Victorian police and we need to work with them. We need to keep educating them uh, and supporting them to support our community. So I want to see, you know, the discrimination and that we experience and, the, the, you know, all of that turn around and, and people feel more safe and comfortable in going to the police. You know, that's why, you know, I asked Graham Ashton if I could borrow his bus and we <laughs> had the bus and the police and we had on the road show the first year and the second year, you know, travelling around in a police bus meant we got police at every stop and station. <laughs> I got a, a tour into town in Swan Hill and the police put me into the giant cod mouth. We had photos. We had a great time. We went from 167... LGBTI liaison officers to 260. I think we're up to the 300s now. That's right. 350. There you go. And these are voluntary. You know, they they sign up as voluntary liaison officers for our community and we're going in the right direction. There's certainly things that the police have done this year that would just take us back a long way, but we do need to remember they're like, I don't know, five or six members and they don't uh, they don't represent the whole of the Victorian police. We are heading in the right direction, which is the important thing. That's it. Excellent stuff. We, uh, we've got to go, unfortunately. Oh, I know. Wee. It goes quick, doesn't That's it? It's so quick. Ro, thank you very much for coming in the studio tonight and talking to us in more detail about the Verac Report. It's Absolute pleasure. Fantastic stuff. And we really thank you and thank you both for all of this. And Thanks, uh, hopefully we'll get all our communities heading in the right direction in the uh, near future. A lot of work to go, but we're getting there, which is the main thing. Thanks, Jen. We'll hopefully we might even see you next week with a little bit of luck. I Absolutely. Talk Absolutely. to you to come in. You've been listening to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make The Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.